0: This is the Rich Eisen show. 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 show, Live from the Rich Eisen show studio in Los Angeles. Before I let you go here, Chris, what's your first blush thought on this matchup?
1: I think if you were the Eagles, probably rather play the Bengals.
0: Really? The Rich Eisen show. Earlier on the show, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, J.J. Watt, CBS Sports broadcaster, Ian Eagle. Lions quarterback, Jared Goff. Still to come. Two-time Super Bowl winning head coach, Tom Coughlin. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Chris Brockman's got an overreaction Monday as uh, we shall be... I guess what previewing what the overreactions would be based on results of this coming weekend yeah, is that, is that the construct yeah, there's a couple
2: I, of those and then a couple of uh, from the news over the weekend
0: all right we're also turning around sign, uh, sound soundbite, if you will tough for me to say yeah. turning around a soundbite bite of uh, Sean Payton speaking today as the new head coach of the Denver Broncos being introduced by the ownership group uh, and standing to his left is Condoleezza Rice Oh, yeah so she was part of the hire of uh, Sean Payton there in Denver. And um he obviously spoke about what's going on with his uh his quarterback and his plans for said quarterback and what the Denver Broncos are planning to do in this uh upcoming draft season and talent evaluation season. Sean Payton is uh, scheduled to appear on our show on Friday as we hit the Super Bowl city and state, pardon me, it's the Arizona Super Bowl. We will be at the Super Bowl experience starting Wednesday. Uh, On tomorrow's program, we've got another terrific guest list. Sauce Gardner, a Defensive Rookie of the Year candidate. Uh, Garrett Wilson, an Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate. They both happen to play for the New York Jets. Your guys. Uh, Dan Patrick, my buddy, DP, will be on our program. And uh, Trevor Lawrence and his flowing locks will be here on the program. (laughs) Nice. Hey, Trevor, tell me
1: the best story about Urban Meyer. That's coming up.
2: (laughs) Is that your first question? You're going to
1: leave with that? I don't think I'll even (laughs) ask him. I'm not going to ask him. Seems like you left a guy out of this list, too, Rich. Someone you called me the other day about. Who's
0: that?
1: He's on Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. This is Tuesday's
0: show. You're talking about Seth Rollins. I called him the other day. Seth Rollins is going to be in studio on Wednesday at the Super Bowl, scheduled to appear, if you will. we have got a great week. Right. Um. Somebody please check on Tom Coughlin The fact that he didn't call in <laughs> five hours, <laughs> right five now. minutes early And the fact that he's not calling in right now trying to find uh, It scares him. me actually. Trying I'm to find very him. frightened It's not of the character right? It is Did I ever tell, tell you my favorite Tom Coughlin story? No but please do uh, I'll tell you right now oh, I've heard this a few oh, times Oh yeah So it was the uh, the NFL owners meeting It was the <laughs> farewell owners meeting for Paul Tagliabu okay. Before he you know, changed uh, and went to uh, the NFL For Mr. Goodell Yeah Commissioner Goodell And and Coughlin um, and all the coaches are all at owner's meetings. This one was held in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Very rare. They never go to Hawaii. But this was sort of like a farewell to Paul Taglia, but we went to Hawaii. Oh, he's on the phone line right now, so this is great. I'll tell this story when we come back. But joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show right now is a two-time Super Bowl winning head coach and now author of the book A Giant Win Inside the New York Giants' Historic Upset over the New England Patriots in Super Bowl... Let me get this right. Forty-two. That's my uh, my good. Uh, sometimes I don't read Roman numerals very well in my glasses. <laughs> Available now wherever you get your books. Uh, Tom Coughlin here on the Rich Eisen Show, helping us preview and kick off Super Bowl week. How you doing, Coach?
3: Hey, Rich. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, Got to mention Glendale now. You know, my two favorite cities in the country are Glendale, Arizona, and uh, Indianapolis. That's right. There I, you go. I was there. That day. <laughs> it was
0: 15 years ago. Last week was the, the... yes,
3: it was. Yes, it was what? February 3rd.
0: Well, you know, I I, I want to uh, leading up to that, you know, ask you about that night in the Meadowlands to end the regular season, uh, because that was yeah. a, that was a huge night for NFL Network, uh, Tom. I, I mean, we were getting we were getting uh, all bunch of people saying, "How can we see the game?" NFL Network wasn't everywhere like it thankfully is right now, and and everybody mm-hmm. wanted to see the Giants against the Patriots because the Patriots are going for an undefeated regular season. You were already locked into your seat to make the playoffs. Why did you push the pedal to the metal that night the way that you did?
3: Uh, Rich, that's a great question, and uh, and the answer is very simple. You know, we 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 go to Buffalo and win. I won't tell you the lead-up stories that they, they weren't real pretty. We go to Buffalo and we win, and now we're in the the uh, the playoffs. And the first question I get asked is, "Coach, you going to rest your players?" <laughs> it's like. You know, section B of the you have to ask questions. So, anyway, I get back, and I'm, you know, I'm stern about that. That bugged me. But in thinking about it, hey, we're the I'm the head coach of the New York Giants, the red, white, and blue, it's the flagship franchise of the National Football League. I'm a historian. I never want it said in years going forward that with a team striving for an undefeated season, the New York Giants, didn't put their best foot forward. So I presented that to our team, Rich, and they bought in completely. They wanted to compete against, at that time, 15-0 and New England Patriots, quarterbacked by Tom Brady and the greatest offensive machine in the history of the NFL at that point in time, and Bill Belichick, one of the greatest defensive coaches of all time.
0: So do you think your performance uh, a month later in that Super Bowl – I was born out of you going toe to toe with that team that night. That it was, uh, and for the lack of a better word, pardon me, an easier sell to the team to say we can hang with these guys. Had you not competed that night,
3: coach? Well, we we walked off the field, and we could hear the, the Patriot players and the Giant players as they, you know, as they talked going off the field. And so my my feeling and listening was that the Patriot players thought that they had gotten all they wanted that night, and they they thought we were a pretty good football team. And even one or two of them would say, maybe we'll see each other later on. So I think there wasn't any doubt about that. But the thing to remember, Rich, that game was 38-35. Right. The Super Bowl was to be a completely different kind of a game. So we learned, the Patriots learned about the Giants, and the Giants learned about the Patriots because – that night of Week 17, the, the, the only deciding factor was a, was a long pass from Brady to Moss, which was the deciding factor in the game.
0: Yeah, that was a 65-yarder that, 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 that caused them to have their milestone moments of touchdown passes and touchdown receptions. But, you know, and right. as you pointed out, it was a much more defensive battle in that Super Bowl. When, when you were standing on the sidelines, did you see that Tyree caught the ball with his helmet or did you have to see it up on the screen? That night,
3: no, I saw it. I, I thought I saw it, uh, but w- what was more difficult for me, and th- what really presented the bigger anxiety before the ball even got thrown, was three Patriot players are on on uh, Eli just just like you know what. I mean, they penetrate. They're on him, and I'm looking first at him to see you know he's wiggling, wiggling, wiggling. Then I look at Mike Terry. Mike, don't blow this dead. Don't blow this dead. You know, mm-hmm. and so out of that somehow. Eli wiggles forward and fires the ball down the field like a javelin, you know, a long throw. And I'm thinking, oh my God, don't overthrow this, Eli, because it'll be intercepted. But David Tyree, you know, six foot, 195 pounds, Rodney Harrison, six, two, about, you know, 215. They go up in the air and David Tyree makes a great catch with two hands. As soon as that happens, Rodney Harrison strips one hand away, Mm. and David Tyree has the presence of mind to pin the ball to the side of his helmet. So the next question is, can he possibly hang on? He goes to the ground, and then the thing that I tell people about all the time is, if you and I are playing in the backyard and somebody goes across the back of my knees, the ball is coming out. You're know, you going to try to defend and protect your knees more than you are the football. David Tyree gets Rodney Harrison across the back of his knees and still hangs on to the ball, secures it again with two hands, and pulls it in, and again, Rodney's swiping away at the ball, and he's able to hang on to the ball. So it is, is—it is Rich, the greatest catch in the history of the Super Bowl.
0: Tom Coughlin here on the uh, Rich Eisen Show, two-time Super Bowl champion uh, right here. A giant win inside the New York Giants' historic upset over the Patriots in Super Bowl Fifty to uh, forty-two available now, where you get your books. What was your com? Was it just a brief chat? Did you ever talk to Belichick about this ever since? No, nothing.
3: No, but but people forget. You might not because you you watch you watch these things, but
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know when when we held them, there was what thirty-eight seconds left. These right, two rockets. Brady threw two rockets down the field. The first one was close, defended. The second one was just defended. So there's a few seconds left, and we got to go out and kneel down. You know, across the field comes Bill Belichick. He comes about five yards from my sideline. I go off from the sideline. We hug. He says some some very gracious things for a guy in that situation who, you know, had, had just fought everything he had to try to get the undefeated season for his for history and for his his Patriot team. But but uh, then turned and left, and he, he got. He was criticized for that. You know, the game wasn't over. The game wasn't over, but uh, but that's how the thing ended. Was Bill walking back, and he went directly to the to the locker room.
0: Well, but you guys are, are from the Parcells uh, stats, yep. right? From back in the day. Yes, we are. What What do you got for we me are. on What do you got for me on Parcells? What did What what What's your You got a favorite Bill Parcells story, <laughs> Tom Coughlin, that you can?
3: I don't have. I mean, Parcells is Parcells. You know, he's very very direct. Uh, there was never any wasted time, no wasted verbiage. Uh, you knew exactly what was expected of you. And, uh, and he was, you know, he was a great guy to work for, uh, because he was so direct. And, and of course we had a heck of a football team in 90 when we won that Super Bowl over the Buffalo Bills. But the experience for me was a great one in that with Wellington Mira, with George Young, with Bill Parcells, with continuity, with the way they built their franchise and, and and the way that they stuck with their their franchise and their people. You know, you remember in eighty eight we were ten and six, got knocked out of the playoffs mm-hmm. by the Jets. And uh Mr. Mara came in the next day and shook hands with everybody and and thanked them for their contributions. And later we're in the you know, obviously in the playoffs in eighty nine, we win it in ninety. Mr. Mara does not have to come in and shake our hand, you know, it's it's there for us. So uh the experience with, with Bill Parcells was a great one for me. A one of learning, learning about winning. But there were great coaches on that staff. I mean, Belichick did a tremendous job. You know the, the historical story about his uh, his game against uh, our defensive game against Buffalo, our defensive game against uh, the 49ers. You know, if we don't beat them, they win three in a row. You know that that kind of stuff was just terrific.
0: Tom Coughlin here uh, on, on the Rich Eisen Show. Do you have a, a sense of how Super Bowl 57 is going to go on Sunday? You got any uh, opinion on what I, you're, you're thinking?
3: I'm just a fan like you are, Rich. Right. I'm looking at that thing and seeing strong points uh, from both teams and praying for a good game.
0: Is there any uh, comp comparison from Mahomes to the guys that you um, were were either quarterback, uh, coaching or coaching against in your days Tom, well, the, you got one.
3: The amazing thing about about Mahomes is that he has escape ability, but he's not escaping to run. He's escaping to provide more time for people to get open down the field, and then he has an uncanny ability to be accurate, you know, on the move with all kinds of variety of plays. Whether he's flipping the ball, throwing it underhand, whatever, uh, he's very unique in in that particular way uh we've competed obviously down through the years with with quarterbacks that are, have outstanding mobility and they are very very difficult to defend but this is this is a different style they may run you know Andy's run the speed option and that type of thing but um i don't think we would see that if there's any threat of injury to that kid
0: uh yeah i know i mean like i'm trying to figure out like i mean he's not i mean elway was huge right big huge uh yeah, body guy Rodgers, like like maybe he's a he's he's a, di- a different version of Aaron Rodgers. I I don't I don't know if there's any comparison for Mahomes.
3: I don't either. Right. I think they're unique. I think the three guys you just mentioned are all unique. Right. You know you you had Elway with tremendous ability. You know the the deep ball. The, you know they would roll him one way and he would throw it back across the field seventy yards the other way. You know Aaron Rodgers is 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 mobile. He's athletic. He uh, he has a great touch. He puts the ball right on the money down the field. And Mahomes is just a creator, and and done amazing things. For me, uh, as I look at the evolution of the game, yeah. watching the playoff game a couple of years ago, where with 13 seconds mm-hmm. they moved the ball down the field, kicked the field goal to tie. It just it was it's incredible. I mean, nowadays you look at that. If there's any time on the clock, the other guy has a chance to win.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and, and he wound up beating uh, the team that was featuring your, one of your successors at the, with the Giants, Brian Dable. I, I, any similarities, do you think, with what Dable's done with Jones that you had with Eli back in the day? Do you, is there any any potential connective tissue here,
3: Tom? Well, the, the connective, t- connective tissue, both those guys were very, very smart. Uh, they had a great sense and feel for the game. Uh, obviously, Eli was not a runner, but I, I laugh because, you know, we played the first the first uh, game in Europe, in London, with mm-hmm. Giants and Dolphins. And the difference was Eli had, a I think it was a 10-yard touchdown run. <laughs> but But that game was in a quagmire. It was a different game. I think Daniel, it's good to see Daniel come into his own. I, I like him a lot. He's a very smart kid. He has a strong arm. He can run. He's not going to run. They're not going to, you know, he run. He'll run in the big games. He'll run when the opportunity's there. But like Mahomes, he's trying to get down. So those those are the players today for me that are the most difficult to defend. Those that have the ability, because what are you going to do? You put somebody up there who's going to, you know, mimic the quarterback, if you will. Can't double everybody. You know, you just you can't. So if they know where the where the matchup is and the ability to move people around up front. Where the matchup they're looking for happens to be, balls go in there. Mm-hmm. And it'll go there very quickly. So uh if you lay back, he runs. You know, it's it's just a, it's an interesting concept now because of the chess game that's played with even even a guy like Mahomes, if you drop everybody out of there or play what I used to call twenty two man and they see they can run into a hole with it too deep, then he's gonna do it.
0: Yeah. Tom Coughlin here on the Rich Eisen show. And a couple minutes I have left with you, Tom. I want to ask you a couple of uh, off the board questions here. First one for you: uh, that playoff win in Green Bay, famous for so much, but it's also famous for how red your face was. <laughs> um, were you frostbitten? And you know, how long did it take you for your face to thaw out from that game, Tom?
3: I think June of the following year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It was fine. Right. My face is an Irish face anyway. Yes, that looks like you know, like somebody stuck a bunch of uh, berries on my face. It's red here. It's red there. It's all over the place. So. Okay, uh, but it was. It's interesting because I got I got letters from people that that I'd never heard of that were sincerely uh, concerned about <laughs> about whether I was I was you know frosted.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was wondering if any loved ones were like calling you after the game, are you all right? I was wondering that no, watching the game. No. You know, I mean was, No,
3: They, they were all in the locker room after the game. Okay. Yeah. Very excited. Everybody was there. That was, very was ex- that was a fun game. That was a that was some game now. Eli threw the ball like it was seventy five planks ago. I think he had eleven catches. It was unbelievable.
0: If I'm not mistaken that was as far as last game as a Packer too, Coach. It was. It was
3: We've got <laughs> a lot of last games that we don't have time to talk about, cool. but it was it was his last game there. And remember, it was uh, Corey Webster with the pick in, in overtime that set the ball up. I mean, we didn't make a yard after, that, after we intercepted the ball, but uh, Lawrence Kynes was, was our right. outstanding field goal kicker who had missed two field goals. One was a bad snap given. The other one was just a miss. I had asked him earlier in the game, I said, Lawrence, can you kick a 46-yard field goal? This is in the first half. He turned his back on me and walked away. So, <laughs> so, so when it came time for that one, it was 47 yards. And I just stood there and looked at him. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. I looked at him. He dropped his cape and ran on the field. I yelled, field goal. The coaches are all yelling at me. Don't oh, Coach, what if he misses? Look at the field position the Packers will have. You know? He kicked it. Could have been 55. He would have made it.
0: I love it. Fantastic. And then the last one for you is we had Jesse Palmer on the show last week. You
3: didn't say that. I was going to say it. That's the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Okay, so you saw <laughs> uh, So you saw it. What... Somebody. People had to send that to me because they they, they, were, they were they were they were in stitches. They couldn't they couldn't help them. <laughs> so we we were them too. Hard.
0: So what's your perspective? Anyway, what's your end of that conversation then well, that he the said?
3: The funniest part about it is when when he tells you that he's sweating bullets on me <laughs> and you tell him you're sweating bullets thinking he has to call me. That's right. I was, <laughs> that was great. I was That was funny. So that was funny, I'll tell you. So what was your
0: end of that con- Do you remember when he called you up? and, and, and uh, I
3: remember all of it. I remember all of that. You know, he's telling me where he's going, and I'm sitting there listening patiently and trying to figure out what, what the message is here, <laughs> wondering if there's something coming, you know. <laughs> I coached because of this. Do I have to, can I miss it? OTAs? And I said, you coming to, you know, the mini camps and OTAs? And, oh, yeah, coach, I'll be there. So there's a pause, and I'm thinking, out loud, okay, Jesse, yeah, what what in the world are you calling me for? You know, so that, I know that. But, but everybody knew, all, all all giant people, the whole building knew that he was in the Bachelor. So the idea that I would know it was Jessica, you couldn't miss it because all the equipment guys naturally I was, was talking I was about to say, how are you it. up to speed on what was happening in the Bachelor? How are you up to speed? All I have to do is get it from the equipment guys. They, have, <laughs> they got everything. They know everything. If You need to know anything about any of the teams in the league? Just call in the equipment. Comes.
0: <laughs> and they were on it. They were on it. Oh my! Oh,
3: gosh. they loved it because they couldn't wait for him to get back because it was more material to be busting chops in the locker room. <laughs> I, <laughs> love it.
0: I love it. I'm so glad that you saw that because it was such a funny story. Um, and congrats on the book. Can you just tell me how how the book has been received and 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 uh, wh- you know and and your thoughts on on this book being out there and your your career, writing a memoir, Coach. Well, I
3: wrote the book because it became uh, obvious to me that this was this was fifteen years, and I couldn't believe it was fifteen years. But it's a great, great story that needed to be told. Because remember, now I mentioned about the Patriots, the greatest offensive machine in the history of the game. The gr- receivers everywhere, they could running running gang. Uh Defensively, they were fourth in the league in many many categories. Loaded with talent, loaded with ability, because so you had that object. You had a guy in '06. They wanted to fire me. The media in New York wanted me to wanted me out of town. So making adjustments and, and and learning from that experience, and then coming back, and then having the opportunity to go against a team in which nobody nobody in the as the playoffs started, not one person uh, Fox had the game. Okay, mm. and Fox has got this game. And this game is in, like I told you, this is in, uh, Same in Arizona just as our game was in Arizona, in Glendale. Yep. So there was, there's some similarities. But basically I wrote it because it's the great American success story. People tell you you can't do something. What do you do? You come up off the floor. We were 0-2, Rich. 0-2. They're going to fire me in the third game of the year. We go to Washington and win. We get in the second half of the year. We, we should win. 12 games, we win 10. We lose to Minnesota. Eli throws four picks. We lose to Washington against a backup quarterback. So all of these things. And then it, you know, it just comes to the point that what, what is the status of our country right now? COVID, uh, recession, inflation. Uh, the average guy can't, even, can't buy eggs anymore, can't buy a loaf of bread. Well, the story again is like this. You get knocked on your rear end. What are you going to do about it? You get up and you swing harder than you've ever swung before which is the old way that we used to talk about things in this country, but I think it goes parallel with the story of the 2007-8 and New York Giants because what we came out of, you sort of asked this question earlier, I didn't answer it, but what we came out of that first game was you can't let Tom Brady stand on his spot. So we sacked him five times, knocked him down 16 times, and he is a tough hombre now. We hit him. Sometimes, as hard as you could hit him he he's back up the you know the last couple plays of the game we hit him on the first down and just drilled him drilled him, and then he ended up they rolled him out and he, he threw it sixty sixty five yards so I mean a team of that nature that were eighteen and oh, and uh you know we went we went obviously four and oh in the playoffs won the super Bowl Eli had one pick in the whole time, and that was that Steve Smith tipped it up in the air, yeah kind of thing uh, In the first part of the game, uh, as we were driving it, our rookie class played superior football. They acted like veterans at the end of the year. Steve Smith was outstanding. Kevin Boss, uh, you know, Ahmad Bradshaw, these guys just were unbelievable for rookies.
0: Well, it's called a giant win inside the New York Giants' historic upset of the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 42. Tom Coughlin, thank you for the call. And I guess on behalf of every other quarterback that's uh, playing in the NFL or going to play in the NFL, I guess thank you for making sure Tom Brady didn't retire with nine. You know? So, you know. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for the call. Right, Rich. Thanks for the call. To talk to you. Be well. Right thank back you. at you. Tom Coughlin, two time Super Bowl winning head coach. <laughs> hey. I love the look on your face, Chris. He saw it. He,
3: he heard about it. That's amazing.
0: With Jesse Palmer's story about calling Tom Coughlin to okay. make sure that he could do The Bachelor, because Tom had just been hired, and the previous approval for doing The Bachelor was given by Jim Fossil, who was no longer there, is one of the laugh-out-loud funniest stories ever told on this program.
1: Very, very good. <laughs> if you didn't bring it up, I was. Fantastic.
0: Oh, I was going to bring it up. Yeah, I got but sent just it for to him me. to say that. Like he'd been Some waiting. i it. it to Tom Coughlin. It is too funny. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll be back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Tom Brady has spoken today about his future. We will hit that next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets The Rich Eisen Show radio network back with the Roku channel broadcast. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. I saw your uh, reaction to Coughlin saying that's one of the greatest cats. That's the greatest catch in the history of the Super Bowl. I know it was against you and it hurts. You, you don't agree with it?
2: No, Edelman's is better.
0: The Boston knee party? great name uh yeah better okay you any any opinion over there TJ yeah
1: you know, we were just talking about that um during the commercial break I mean that Edelman catch I just so happened I was at a party that day and it popped up on my Facebook and I was trying to record something someone was saying in the room and I just happened to catch that that yes. moment on and it, the whole room was like there's no way there's no way and then the the replay started to show oh it's a like, catch i know what joe cow. buck
0: joe buck called them both by the way what do you think's better um I, I i i can't imagine anything's better than than tyree's helmet catch i mean i mean one was juggled one was a tip and then a juggled catch and it's unbelievable and both were significant in terms of winning the super bowl one no actually was the one tyree was the actual game-winning drive yeah um it was Edelman's was on the game tying drive that required a two point conversion at the end. I just I watched that back uh, over the weekend because this past Saturday I think, or no Sunday I think it was yesterday was a six year six year anniversary of that yeah that's comeback what we were talking about yeah and I, I and, won't and, argue and either one of those I watched I I can't believe it happened still I'm not talking the Tyree catch I'm talking about the comeback against Atlanta. 28 to 9 going into the fourth quarter. The Patriots scored, but didn't get the two point conversion. So right. it's one of those like, oh, we might get something going. Oh, okay. We didn't and get everything they had to that we for a needed. field
2: goal, so it was 28 to 12.
0: The sack on second and 11 to take the Falcons out of a field, field goal, goal range that they had acquired by what would have been. To Julio this Jones's day, catch. the greatest catch yeah. in the history of the Super Bowl, Julio Jones's catch yeah. in that game, in that instance, to me, was it's going to go incredible. down as the greatest catch yeah. in the history of the Super Bowl because the Falcons were going to win and they needed it to avoid this mounted comeback. And the fa- and I know I am, I am so sorry, Falcons fans. I know I'm, I'm, I'm going over really difficult ground here, but on second and eleven, had had they just run the ball, just run it. Give me third and eight. give me third and seven. Give me third and nine. I'll take even third and eleven. you're taking another forty seconds off the clock, yep. or another what would you say fifty because the play would be five, take some time to get up. and forty seconds right and then yeah and instead you you pass you hadn't been able to protect this guy even the part about the the Julio Jones catch that was incredible is that Ryan you know. Got it off. He was he was being consumed by that front seven.
2: Yeah, the Julio Jones catch.
0: And instead lost. what that means yeah. is it took him out of field goal range. They ended up punting. When Julio Jones grabbed that ball, you thought it was you had to think it was over. Nice comeback. Over. Without question. Because all you now you have to do is just run the ball three times and you just kick your field goal and you're out of dodge. I'm trying
1: to find. But when we're talking greatest Super Bowl catches of all time, Santonio Holmes is sitting there raising his hand like um Hello. Uh, yeah. But,
0: if he, if he, I mean,
1: I mean come you on. You don't think if he caught
2: it? You don't think he got his feet down? Wow, Rich Eisen.
1: Breaking news. I still haven't seen a replay where I saw his his foot tap. By the way, oh, can I be honest with you? Wow. I've said that since the day of the Super Bowl. I don't know that his right foot actually literally by the, the way the ground. And wow. I think and and this is not. But you got to say when you say greatest Super Bowl catch that won the Super
0: Bowl. In I, I I understand. It, uh, to me, well, no, there is, is that. Is
1: that foot down? Looks like it. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, look at that. The left <laughs> foot's down. I don't know about like the I right said, one. the right
1: one that's always. Let been me just like, say
0: this, and I know this is. Uh, while well, I'm already the throw well, by
2: Ben on that. Excuse play. Excuse me. Well,
0: I'm taken. while well, I'm hot taken. Mm-hmm. The throw by Ben on that play is one of the best <laughs> throws incredible. in the history of the Super Bowl. The yeah. catch is obviously remarkable as well. That he gets throw it over like three dudes. How Ben didn't win the MVP of that game, I don't know. Yeah. I think it was just anti-Ben,
1: and we remember, didn't Ben the play before throw Dude. almost the they ran the almost the exact same play, right? Oh, and he was, just awesome that was, was awesome on that final drive, unbelievable.
0: He was awesome on that. I mean, drive. when I, I that Super Bowl, I came down. We, we all NFL Network. We, we were all in a green room, and we all we you know we're all meeting. I was up in a suite. I come down and I meet Mooch and and um, Marshall, and I think Irv was with us at the time. But we all met so we could get on the field for the post game. And we get on the field, and Larry Fitzgerald is running towards us for that touchdown. And we're like, "Oh my God, Arizona's gonna!" They're up. Arizona's leading a Super Bowl with three minutes to go. Kurt was amazing in that game too. And um, I got to tell you, I don't know, but if I had to choose best catch of all time, I'd I'd have to choose the Tyree catch. I mean, you're going to you're you're handing the Patriots their their first loss of the season, and undefeated season's on the line. I mean, come on now. And then he's, he's. you think it was holding. We just played. We we just played. Three
2: different. Eli Manning was
0: joking. (laughs) What are you talking about holding? They didn't block anybody, you know, (laughs) and Coughlin saying that was the most, you know, biggest anxious moment is he's Brady surrounded by three Patriots. He gets out of it. The fact that there wasn't also in the grasp. This is, a, if you remember, in the, the grass. In, in the grasp era. Yeah. Okay, this was the, when they're beginning to start to really start to protect the quarterbacks for the first time. Um, in the grasp was called all the time. Didn't call in the grasp. What was the crazy
2: Lynn Swan catch? Who was that against? That
1: no, was against Dallas. Lin Swan had two of the greatest catches in the history yeah, of the Super Bowl in the same true. game.
2: I'm going to put him on this list. So then, you know, Let's, not, let's and then, not forget
1: Mario Manningham's catch. Well, that was also a beautiful throw. I, I don't a better throw. I by think UI. I think
0: the, the I think the throw just found Manningham, didn't it? Better throw by you. It was yeah. a great route. The, the I mean that that ball was just it was perfect. What a dime dropped! Yeah. But I mean, Tyree pinned it. Guys, pinned the ball against his helmet, and then uh, a a borderline, if you believe, uh, more than borderline, Hall of Famer in Rodney Harrison is the one making sure that one one arm is taken away, and he's got to pin it against his helmet. Then he goes down behind on his knees. Look at that. His right leg, we're just describing the radio, it's his right leg is leaning up against the inner left thigh of Tyree as he's also got one hand, basically. Harrison's got his hand trying to knock the ball out while it's in front of his face mask. He's probably, Tyree, always see, he's probably seeing Harrison's forearm. That's it. Come More, on. Worst defense wow.
2: on that final drive. Asante Samuel or Rodney Harris?
0: Well, I mean, come on. I mean, Plexico's wide open.
2: Ellis Hobbs.
3: Ugh.
0: 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eyes of Show. For the first time ever, stream the Super Bowl for free. Super Bowl... 57s on Westwood One. Sunday, February 12th. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One. Station streams are by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone fix finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. When we come back, Brady has spoken about his future. Sean Payton has arrived. He is now the president of the Denver Broncos. And a future i guess edition of overreaction monday that's how we roll into our tuesday super bowl show here on the rich eisen show let's talk o'reilly auto parts people or as you might know from their jingle OOO o'reilly auto parts they're in the business of keeping your car on the road Monster.com <laughs> can help you tackle the job hunt and make your next career move. It is a big-time week, as you all know, in the world of football. And scoring your next job, Monster.com knows that's a playoffs moment. And to bring your A game, you've got to – go to monster.com. If you're looking to change positions and join a new team, monster can help monster.com has millions of job openings, great coaching and career advice for a strong performance. When it counts. Plus when you upload your resume to monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers. And that's how they know how to match you with those job fits. The regular season, as we all know, is history. This is a playoffs moment. No time for messing around. Get off the sidelines. Go to Monster.com and win the job hunt. Monster.com. Tom Brady told Colin Cowherd today, I guess, you know, does this mean he's working for Fox? Or I guess we'll see what happens this week. But he said he told, well, I'm assuming he's be part. You got Tom Brady. He's got to be part of your pregame show at least, right? You I got am- the Super Bowl? I would imagine so. Yeah. Well oh, any rate, man. so so uh Tom went on on Collins show today and told, television radio show. <laughs> and told him <laughs> told him that uh he doesn't he's told the Fox executives he's not gonna start his gig until twenty
2: twenty four. Hey, taking a me year.
0: Well he's got a lot look, man, he's taken off. He said he's got other things to attend to, and we do not know what's going on in his personal life. We certainly do not um and and I guess we will see if he will do stuff for Fox. Because I'd imagine, you know, if he's not going to call games... By the way, calling games, you've got to get on a plane. You've got to leave your town. Know, even if it is private aviation, you are physically removing yourself mm-hmm. from your home and your family and whatever you need to be around or feel you need to be around for or want to be around for. You're out. You're out. And you're out and you're watching... T- I mean... Presumably watching tape I mean Kurt Warner that 's all he does is watch tape that 's all he does is watch tape it's a guy it's a gig it's a full time job yep. no question about it
2: Kurt's kids are in college
0: no, I know that well I, uh, well not not all of them, not all of them okay he's grandkids too i mean he's got <laughs> stuff going on so um i i but taking a full year off, I mean you'd have to think they got to reach out to him and give us – Give us some videos and break down videos, you know? Yeah, hopefully. Break down videos and break down film. You put it on digital stuff, unless he's just saying, I'm I'm off and I'm out. He's he
3: taking segments a on Sunday full year something? off. Yeah.
0: That's a whole full season. We'll check back in next year on Tom. And he didn't also close the door on coming back either, did he? He didn't yeah, slam it
2: shut? Yeah, one of the clips going around, Colin kind of asked him, Hey, you know, is there a 1% chance maybe you'd, you know, come back in a couple of months if the team and the situation is right? And Tom kind of gave this minute long answer, but didn't say no.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the greatest emergency quarterback in the history of emergency quarterbacks is hanging out in the South Florida dunes. Something to keep your mind on. Also,
2: the sand went for like a hundred grand. That's so stupid.
0: Leave the man alone. (laughs) Just leave the man alone. I say as I'm parsing his conversation for ten minutes. Um, But I assume we will see him uh, on the broadcast Sunday.
2: Pre-game, at least, right?
0: I don't know. Who knows? Um, Sean Payton has been introduced as head coach of the Denver Broncos. Um, Obviously, talked about Russell Wilson. Who needs fixing. One would think. I'm sure that's the next narrative he hates. I'm not allowed to cook now. I need fixing. So, <laughs> I'm I'm cooking. I'm not cooking. Who's cooking now? It's about fixins. fixins'. 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 It's a side, but as you know, other that's on si- the side. Sides. He's he's the entree. He's the main course. Big time. Yeah. And all of that. This is what Sean Payton. Had, I'm told. Um, I guess you know the, the the sound isn't all that great. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's. Del Tufo clearly wasn't part of the Denver Broncos press conference.
4: Check it out. Here's what I know. I know he's a hard worker. I know he's an extremely hard worker. Uh, that's important. And I think you take that, you understand the skill set. He's, he's won uh, a lot of games in Seattle. We, we played him quite a bit just because we were both playoff teams in the NFC at that time. And then you go from there. Um, and I think that's the same case, uh, although it's a much – more visible position it's the same case and the same um goal for us w- with every player on this roster what do they do well it's easy to point out what what players don't do well and there's certain coaches that tend to look at it that way but i, I kind of was taught early on uh, hey what is it they they do well and let's have them do those things um none of us want to go I, I i don't like singing period but none of us want to be at a karaoke bar with a song we don't know the words to so how do, we, how do we get them comfortable and highlight their strengths? And, and that, that's the process that's going to be, begin right now as is, is, is I'm learning about every one of these players, not just Russell.
0: Okay, a few things. First of all, new hashtag, let Russ sing. Um, <laughs> secondly –
2: he guys are right about karaoke. I mean, you've got to sing songs everyone knows the words to. Like, come on. Uh,
0: second, secondly, um, Walmart doesn't sell microphones. <laughs> and thirdly, um <laughs> this guys gonna, this guys gonna, I thought that was us. <laughs> uh, thirdly, he thought uh, that was me. No, 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 that's there. not us. Yeah, there, it's, it's, not not us like, it's not us. It's not us. Thirdly, this going to be fine. This going to be fine.
2: Good enough to win the division? Sean
0: Payton, I don't know. Dude, I'm not going there Hey, yet. Rich, here
2: you go. Stop. I, I got an angle for you. New angle,
0: okay? Make it a part of your overreaction Monday. You about tried the
2: Raiders last year. Nah, stop it. Didn't work.
0: Stop it. Go Broncos. Just before the Chiefs go maybe Broncos win the Super Bowl. This year. Go
2: Broncos Get out of here.
0: He's going to be fine. I mean, honestly, if there's anybody who... This guy, Drew Brees, might have been six feet, potentially standing on a phone book. Yeah, maybe. Okay? So, Russ is listed at 5'11". He's going to figure out... How Russ can be potentially helped by, oh, we did this with Drew. We did that with Drew. We did this with Drew. Got it. This is going to be fun. But I, 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 I'm, I'm more concerned about their audio and visual than, uh, than anything else. And, uh, and, and <laughs> My uh, luck, Del Tufo heard that part only. And then and he he, he'll screwed. hear you. He'll hear from you. Okay. Um, but everything uh, headline everything's going to be fine in Denver. How fine? I don't know. That's the rest of the roster. But I think, Russ, this is like heaven sent to have Sean Payton dropped in there. Heaven sent. You ready, Chris? Let's hit it. Let's do it. Go for it. Here we go. Go for it.
1: That was terrible. That was
2: crap. That was garbage.
0: This play sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. All, All right, Chris, this is meant to be the shortest version of it, but we're not coming off of any NFL games. Go for it. What do you got? Yeah,
2: yeah, short version. We're just going to look ahead maybe uh, on what the possible scenarios are for, for uh, next Sunday. If the Eagles win a Super Bowl, guys, they're on their way to a dynasty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll say that's an overreaction. Two and for five sure. years. I get it. And different quarterbacks and coaches, so but they'll they they could be this will be a conversation if they if they ball out and they crush the Chiefs and their young players are all dominant. And Jalen's dominant, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown and Miles Sanders is dominant. Dallas Goddard is dominant. Like if the game's not
2: close, like what if it's, you know, like they did to the Niners?
0: Well well, they'll they'll be the favorites to maybe repeat. Out of the NFC, wouldn't you think, if they dominate?
2: Oh, they'll be, they'll
0: oh, be yeah. back-to-back favorites, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What else, Chris? All right, Not it, a dynasty. That's a little bit of all much. Right, but. All right.
2: If Mahomes wins the Super Bowl and is MVP, yes, just put him on the quarterback
0: Mount Rushmore
2: right now. Jeez. <laughs> like I
0: have him on. I know I'm you sure. have. Uh, that's too much, don't you think, TJ? A little, a little premature,
1: as they say, Rich.
0: But, premature. but two before 27, we've seen that Big Ben did it and Brady did it, but he'd have more playoff wins than they did. And he'd have potentially, he would also, if he's the MVP of the league, as we know, nobody's won MVP of the that's league hurt, and MVP right? of the Super Bowl since so Kurt Warner in okay. his Magic Carpet Ride first Super Bowl. Correct. I'll still say that's an overreaction. I right, did some
2: quick math. Uh, right. Mahomes to, break, to, to track down Brady's record. So Brady is first in wins, yards. Completions, attempts, and touchdowns. On Mahomes' current year pace Yes, through five, he would get wins in year 20, yards in year 19, completions and attempts in year 20, and touchdowns in year 17.
0: I told you it's possible he can catch Tom Brady inhale, and get within hailing distance. I said that to start the show. It's possible. But I'm still, I'm still not ready to put him on Mount Rushmore right now. What All right, else?
2: how about this one? If Hertz wins a Super Bowl and the Eagles are victorious and Hertz has a good game, he should get the biggest guaranteed quarterback contract this offseason.
0: Why not? Yeah. It's his time. Pay the man. And I know you hate it. When I say it, it's his time. He will have actually earned it. If he does correct, he could he could he could wind up making more than anybody else. I'm just looking at the guys who are up. Herbert, no, Burrow, Lamar, yeah, no. and I know. Him. Yeah. I know. And each one of them will go, you go first, you go first. No, you go first.
2: I'm saying hurt should be the highest out of all of them. I time. understand
1: what you're saying. Paid that man his if he's money. the
0: MVP of the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, and he's now a free agent. Oh yeah, it's his time. Yeah, for sure. Burrow's not coming in with that that stat line or that resume nugget. Nor is Herbert.
1: Plus, Burrow's own team uh, CEO owner doesn't really seem to like to doll out the money that much. What else yeah. you got? I hear something else that people are going to talk about on Monday. If Kelsey
2: balls out, MVP mm. of the Super Bowl. Yes. It puts him ahead of Gronk for best all-time tight end. Wow. Tranquilo.
0: I, 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 I think you got to have this conversation, right? Like 10. Dude, he could track down Jerry Rice if he keeps going in terms of, of all-time postseason yards. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's not an overreaction. And no, no tight ends ever won Super Bowl MVP, and could he can have, could happen. But if he has the catches, that means Mahomes has the throws, and that's yeah, a tough you know one how that goes. And Tony Gonzalez is
1: like, wait a second, what
2: happened? Uh, no
1: playoff win. <laughs> All
2: right, last one. The Pro Bowl games is already the best Pro All Star weekend. Uh, it was really fun. It was. I told you it, it was, was going to really be fun, fun, man. You're right. I told <laughs> you it, it was going to be fun. Sarah was so
0: into it. Okay, I'll buy it. Just because I got friends who put that together. It was, they did a good job. <laughs> Very good. They did. Yeah, because everyone constantly complained for years. Oh, and Now you oh, gave people
1: something different. It was like, fun. Well, yeah. we saw more
0: contact with Jalen yeah, Ramsey than no the previous Pro Bowl. I don't think Jalen really
1: could have. My football was great. He All right. Hold thanks. Up that great job. Great job. I like that.
0: That wraps it up for this Monday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We will see you Tuesday before heading out to Arizona Wednesday.